guys. Welcome back to Gaming Trim Podcast. This is your host, Erica. And this is the wonderful hydrated John. <laughs> what are you hydrating yourself with today? Oh, I'm being normal today. Water. Wow. <laughs> are you fasting? <laughs> uh, no, just I'm trying to conserve the tequila. Is, that, is there a tequila shortage that I should know about? At my house, yes. I'm just being basic, drinking some Chardonnay. Nothing special. Just Chardonnay? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are basic. <laughs> well, we haven't recorded in like a week or so uh, because I was traveling. Uh, I went to Michigan with my family. We had a lot of fun. Uh, we also yelled and screamed at each other. It was amazing. <laughs> Uh, we traveled uh, to a bunch of different places. We, of course, in a week could not visit everything we wanted, but we are very much waiting for next year to do it all over again. Did you grab a sample of Flint, Michigan water so I can analyze it? No, but I swear that the well water at the place we were staying might as well have been some Flint water because that stuff was disgusting. I felt like I was taking a shower in sulfur. It smelled, um, it just, the smell, I cannot describe. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That explains the uh, smell through the webcam then. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. My little sister, she came out of the shower and I was like, you're done already. And she's like, no, the water is burning my skin and she was getting a rash poor thing she had to deal with that for a week <laughs> oh my but god since uh since i was traveling we're going to be doing an episode about traveling while being a gamer we're going to talk about some cool spots to hit uh for video games yeah but do gamers actually like going outdoors that's the question to these places, definitely for sure. Okay, you know, they're always like being indoors, and you know they never see the sun, so that's why I ask. <laughs> but let's get in the game on. Game on. The first one on our list: Tokyo, Japan. I mean, come on. There's a friendly gaming culture throughout Tokyo, but the ambience is especially concentrated in Akabara Electric Town. This is where the gaming and anime culture of the city is concentrated, with plenty of shopping, cosplay, and themed places to hang out based on video games. The neighborhood is mostly made up of internet cafes set up with the latest hardware and software, even more than the rest of the town. Tokyo ranks ninth in the world for overall internet speed. Put it all together and you have a great place not only to game, but to relax and feel welcome. Well, great. Tokyo, there's also a couple of little places that's not gamer related. You should always do the uh, Uno, U-E-N-O, I can't pronounce that word, <laughs> park and, <laughs> and the zoo. It's like a little, little paradise right there in the middle of the city when you want to get away from the flashing lights of downtown Tokyo. What I love about Japan is that the just preservation of their culture. They have this bustling city, but then they also have parks and cherry blossom trees. And I mean, just like these amazing places to drink tea and eat. And I mean, it's just amazing. I just, I, I, there's no other place in the world like it. Plus all our wonderful tech comes from there. So <laughs> praise be the Japanese God, tech gods. Before I die, I definitely want to check out an internet cafe, because I swear every manga I go to, the girl or guy gets kicked out, and they're like, well, I'm just going to go spend the night at internet cafe, because it's so much cheaper than renting a place, and so I have to. I have to go to internet cafe. Oh, I can just see you getting one of those little pod hotels. Yes! <laughs> get in there, and then you get claustrophobic, and like, no, let me out! No, we're keeping you here forever. Oh my gosh. No, definitely that. And then the Ghibli Museum, we've already talked about that. We're definitely hitting up. Don't forget, though, 
You have to stop by a 7-Eleven there. What's at the 7-Eleven? The exact opposite of what you would think a 7-Eleven is over here. It is an entire grocery store experience. So no crackheads. No crackheads. Wow. Yes. Well, we can always go to uh, Seoul, South Korea after that. Where esports were born and MMOs thrive, South Korea corners the market when it comes to competitive gaming, affordable hardware, public internet access, and internet speeds. Songnam, a suburb of Seoul, centered on the electronics industry, is where most of the magic takes place. South Korea's gaming standards are set by the Korea Esports Association, which is also part of the Korean Olympic Committee and the International Esports Federation. Fiber optic connections and the most cutting edge te- tech available ensure that South Korea has both the best internet access and speeds on the planet. Relax in one of the many upscale PC rooms for hours on end with your favorite game when you're not watching a tournament at a nearby stadium. Huh. A stadium watching people play. It's like Twitch live. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they're, they're just so much better at us than everything. Like, oh my gosh. It must be amazing to just game there. But, you know, they also have downsides too. So, you know, like the whole freedom thing, you know. Well, there's also uh, Myeongdong Shopping Street where you can get anything and everything that you've ever wanted to buy. How do they know what I want? They have everything. Uh, I'm, I'm but what's at everything? Anything you can think of, they got. If you don't want the name brand, they got knockoffs that look exactly like it. Is it like the Harwin Street of the Asias? Like yeah, but cleaner. <laughs> okay, sold. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because that's a selling point there. Oh, yeah. Nice, clean streets. Like, everything you think of. Hell, there's even a Bosch store right there. I'm looking at the photos right now. Like, there is everything. The next one up on our list, it's in the Americas, Seattle, United States. If you have to choose one city in the United States to visit on your gaming tour list, make it Seattle. Overall, this is where internet access is the most accessible and affordable in the country. The city also hosts a wide variety of gaming events and conventions like the Retro Gaming Expo and Geek Girl Con. That sounds amazing. Along with several high-level esport gatherings, this is also a great city for developers, engineers, coders, artists, and others with career plans that involve gaming. With names like Nintendo America, Microsoft, and Valve using Seattle as a home base. Now, yeah, but they don't mention how expensive it is to live there. (laughs) No, they don't. But if you are ever in Seattle, our local video game store down here, Game Over Video Games, they have a store in Seattle. Awesome. So how many stores do they have now? Oh, dear God, I've lost track after eight. That's crazy that they're expanding so well. Oh, yeah. But it seemed seemed logical to have it there with all tech and geekness right there. But still, like you said earlier with Seattle, oh, my God, is it expensive. Anything on the West Coast is expensive compared to us. (laughs) Still, Nintendo. No, we should make a pilgrimage. A pilgrimage? Well, I do have family that live there, so I can deaf stay for free. (laughs) Oh, yeah, like pilgrimage to Nintendo. I want to go visit that place. We can always go from Seattle and just hop hop on a jet and go across the seas. To Stockholm, Sweden. Yes. DreamHack, a festival that celebrates all things gaming, takes place in several cities, but the gathering in Stockholm is the most famous. It set the record for the largest land party in the 90s. And still hosts the biggest LAN event and computer festival in the world. The city has fiercely dedicated esports and gaming community that makes it all happen. It also helps that the country is equipped with modern tech and internet access, giving Stockholm the fourth best in the world. 
that's insane. You wouldn't. Th- I mean, it's Sweden, right? It's amazing. Every, I mean, everyone's happy. It's like the second or first happiest place to live in the world. But for, for being so small, I would not imagine it to be uh, the fourth best in the world in internet access. Uh, they, they have access to a lot more fiber optics than we have. Grant, most of our relies on that wonderful computer squeal of the phone lines. Oh, how I remember those days. They still haunt me. <laughs> I have PTSD from that. No, Sweden's beautiful. Uh, we've been wanting to visit there for a while. I'm like 20% Swedish. Uh, my granddad like actually spoke sweet like I don't I don't know what the is Swedish or whatever. I don't is it speaking Swedish? I don't know. Anyway, he spoke it. Uh, <laughs> he lived here in the States. Yeah, no, we've I've always wanted to visit there. I know where my ancestors lived, so it's definitely on the list. Well, I know exactly one place you're gonna visit in Stockholm though. Where? ABBA, the museum. Yes, I would. <laughs> 100%, hands down, no shame, I will be taking selfies. Yes, you will. And don't worry, because the tickets there are only $35 US. That's pretty amazing. Oh, yes. But a lot of other little treats and tidbits throughout there. But you know what? I think we need to take a flight onto the next city. Okay, up next is Sacramento in the United States. It's hard to just choose one or two cities in California, the state where home computing originated and gaming flourished, but we have to give it to Sacramento. Not only does the city have a great gaming environment with some of the best internet speeds in the country, but it also is the home of the Computer History Museum. What started out as a demo in a retail store has grown to an impressive collection that goes all the way back to 1975. A nice excuse for a gamer to stop gaming for a while and get to know computers better. And that's another thing that's in Sacramento. What? I'm going to be Sheldon Cooper for a moment. Okay. The California State Railroad Museum. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I like going to railroad museums. Uh, there are like four or five different railroad trip u- museums that you can do up in Michigan. And every single one was closed due to COVID. But I tried. We called every single railroad and we're like, hey, are you doing trips? Are you doing trips? Something about it. Something about it. Oh, yeah. Because the only thing we got down here for railroads is Amtrak. And now that's just, it's Amtrak. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> but this, though, like. You want to know how big this thing is? What? 225,000 square feet. That's pretty big. Oh, yeah. They get about 500,000 people every year. Wow, that's insane. Oh, but you know what that means, though? We're going to have to hop on that plane again, stamp our passports, and go straight to Cologne, Germany. A relatively small city near the French and Dutch border. You might be surprised to see this entry on the list. Yeah, I'm kind of too, but still, it's Germany. Beer. It's Germany. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps it's due to the location in Central Western Europe, which draws history enthusiasts and sports fans, as well as gaming fanatics. The internet speeds here are stellar and readily available, and we're not sure if they came before the eSport craze hit Cologne or after, but nearby Frankfurt has some notoriety in this category, but Cologne has been hosting eSport tournaments and gaming conferences on a big scale since the early 2000s. And is currently home to ESL One, Gamescon, and the Intel Extreme Masters Tournament. 
see, I'm old because when I see the early 2000s, I'm like, okay, so a couple years. And then I realize, no, that's 20 something years. That's over 20 years that they've been doing this. And I'm like, yeah, there's like, a decade that doesn't exist to us. That's whenever the Hadron Collider came on, came online. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, I would I would have never thought that there would be like a huge gaming community in Germany. Yeah, did I? It's like you know you got the soccer hooligans and everything else. Um, the one thing I've always wondered, cause I think it's near Cologne. You have the the miniature museum. Well, what kind of miniatures? Um, like they made an entire like a whole city skylines thing with little figures and everything else. They're hand painted and everything moves and stuff. As working airport, seaport, okay. everything. I'm not sure if that's near Cologne or not. I know it's in Germany. Uh, nope, I was wrong. It's in uh, Hamburg, but it's a uh, miniature Wonderland. That's cute. So it is in Germany. It is in Germany. That was actually something I wanted to do for a while since I found out about it a few years back. You want to go see? miniatures like dolls you want to go to a little doll museum it's not a doll museum they're little miniatures they're little porcelain dolls no they're not little porcelain dolls i will send you the thing but they're figures they're they're little miniatures i know what miniatures are they're like little doll houses and like little 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 furnitures and then little people not really like doll houses these things like the little figures themselves they're there are literally one inch tall you want to go to a doll house Yes, this thing covers an entire warehouse. <laughs> Let's get to our next destination. The next destination is Zurich, Switzerland. Oh. Switzerland is a centrally located country known more for communication than conflict. It's no wonder games would feel at home in its industrial heart. Zurich, the upscale tech, also helps. Although the prices here tend to be a bit steep, the download and upload speeds make it worthwhile. It's also a great city for conferences and expos and lean towards new computing and gaming technology. In 2018, the city hosted the Ladicious Zurich Game Festival, which introduced gamers, developers, and students to new products, which includes a lot of game testing. The Zurich Game Show takes place every year in September and includes new games, esports, and cosplay. Hmm. Now, I had um, my mother's friend stayed in Switzerland for a while. Her husband was Swiss, um, and so were their children. But when they divorced, um, you know, she wasn't, like, part of the whatever. And so she's visiting, and on the last day of her visa, the, the actual government comes to your door to make sure you leave the country. Oh, that is Zurich, the, the banking capital of the world. well no it's just all switzerland so i I thought that was insane um again that was probably like what is it 15 plus years ago so they might do things a little bit a little bit differently now oh yeah they'll they'll just they'll just taser you and drag you to the airport they do not want outsiders there living (laughs) well they don't want anyone like just like skipping out and not paying taxes stuff like that yeah but one thing is also interesting with zurich that i know a lot of gamers would probably like to go see it's the Zurich Street Circuit. With that one, it is used for the Grand Prix of the Formula E Championship. I wouldn't imagine there'd be a lot of um, space to race. Oh, yeah. But like I said, these are little fully electric cars that are Formula One, essentially. Wow. Oh, yeah. And they had that, actually, in Dallas um, 2019. They were supposed to come down to Houston, then the pandemic hit, and everything. So that guy got shot to hell. But yeah, I would love to see that. So you you go you go do the gaming thing, I'll go do the racing thing, and then we'll swap. Sounds good. What do we have up on next? 
I'm getting a lot of stuff on my passport right now. <laughs> a lot of stamps. Well, you don't need a passport for this one. <laughs> no, but if we're coming from Zurich, we are. And, oh. and probably a security pat down for you. Uh, we're going to Los Angeles, California. One of the biggest and busiest and most impressive cities of any kind of media anywhere on the planet. This is a city to see if you're a gamer that likes to party. EA and PlayStation both call LA home, and the roster of convention and festivals that take place here is nothing short of glorious. The Electronic Entertainment Expo E3, which happened the week that we're recording this, and we will cover that next week, and BlizzCon are just two famous examples. On top of that, no matter where you visit, there's always fast internet at good prices with plenty of internet cafes where you can connect. And hey, you don't have to go to Japan to go to the internet cafe. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Internet cafes here are very, very different from internet cafes in Japan. Facts. Oh, you just, facts. just take some M&Ms and toss them past the hobos at the door. <laughs> Uh, no, Los Angeles is great. Um, it's just so busy. Like, there's a lot of places in California where I would like to just stay away from because it's just too much. San Francisco, San Diego, pretty much anything Southern California, mainly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The next one that we have on our list is Oslo, Norway. Right after Sweden for the fastest internet in Europe, it's all about access in Oslo, Norway. Speeds are fast and the tech is cutting edge and you don't even need to bring your own computer. You Mm. can find one in one of the many internet cafes or bars and it's likely your hotel or hostel will also have a computer for public use. Oslo is a secret haven for gamers that has yet to be discovered. Uh, well, it's been discovered now <laughs> with cities in Sweden and Germany hosting the big terminates. The multi-level Tilt Oslo Entertainment Center downtown is already turning into a popular place to worship all things gaming. Get some gaming done in Oslo before the crowd finds out about it. Also, while you're there, the Viking Ship Museum. Do they have real ships? Yes, they do. Oh, yes, but anyway, you go there for the game, but you know what? No trip to Norway will be complete without visiting at least one of the many museums dedicated to the country's Viking past. Like right now, one of the best Viking ship museums. Uh, I can't pronounce it because there are lines and hash marks and stuff that is not in the English language. But this popular attraction is home to three historic 9th century vessels. And they're the best preserved being 21 meters long. The Osberg ship. That's pretty awesome. So, yeah. Vikings. Gaming. (laughs) (laughs) Huzzah! But that leads us to jolly old London. Ever been to a meltdown? If you're a gamer, you'll have to visit London and check these popular bars out. They aren't the first esports bars in the world, but the craze has caught on England and London in the center of the action. Meltdown isn't alone either. There are several other venues taking on the trend, and the result has been the exciting mix of gaming and British pub culture. Oh, yeah, we're going to have hooligans. It's going to be fun. The Red Bull Gaming Sphere, an expansive esports and gaming studio that includes consoles, VR headsets, and racing simulators, recently opened to rave game reviews. And that's actually pretty interesting. I would not think about London being a gaming center. No, drinking, yes. <laughs> Drinking, pubs, uh, all that kind of good stuff, heritage, going to museums, yeah. Gaming, no. So I'm glad that they're trying to introduce that and uh, educate people. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the stuff here from the Meltdown right now. I'm like, 
they got LAN parties going on in the whole thing, so it's always nice that you got a laptop, they're all playing um, Fortnite, unfortunately, and enjoying <laughs> a pint of Guinness. Well, there you have it. All these amazing places that even I would never have think to visit. But enough of that. Let's get into Shut Up and Take My Money. Shut Up and Take My Money. So the first one we have on our list is the Cherry Republic. Not Banana Republic, the Cherry Republic. Uh, they, this store is based in Michigan, and uh, it's something that I hold close to my heart. Uh, we visit them, uh, visited them about 16 years ago when we were kids. Small, tiny store in Traverse City. And then we recently went back uh, to the same store in Traverse City. Uh, it's expanded hella crazy. They sell wines. Um, they sell barbecue sauce, hot sauce, all these crazy things that they didn't before. And they also are located in three places in Michigan now. After this uh, sponsor plug-in, you should probably see if you can get a franchise down here. <laughs> right? No, I would, I would, yes, I would totally like it. Uh, but no, I got my husband uh, some cherry jam, which he has never had before, which is surprising to me. But now that I think about it, I've I don't see... I've never even ch- heard of cherry yes, jam. Yes, ne- I don't think I've ever heard of cherry jam. And then I also bought him cherry barbecue sauce. My husband loves cherries, so he's very much excited to try it. Uh, their cherry salsa is amazing if you ever stop by there. And you can also buy online, guys, so definitely check them out. They're dark chocolate-covered strawberries. They taste exactly the same as they did 16 years ago. Okay. Future sponsor, noted. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I, I love, I, I love Michigan. Uh, every time I go there, I just feel rejuvenated. Uh, it, I just love them. And I love the Cherry Republic. This was actually one of the places that we all agreed we had to go to. Uh, they sell box sets. They also sell stuff individually. Uh, while I was there, again, I bought the chocolate covered cherries, the barbecue sauce, the cherry jam. I bought some tumblers. And I also bought what they call their cherry boom coffee. And let me tell you, that coffee might be the best flavored coffee I've ever had. I'm gonna have to try that now because to me, coffee just tastes like milk coffee because I use it just springboard out in the morning. <laughs> uh, I did get the decaf version, so you oh, can totally yeah. come over late at night and you won't be kept up. I have to put some caffeine in it. <laughs> but you got to be looking at this website now. And I'm kind of tempted now with the uh, cherry bacon spread. Yes, I did not see that while I was there. I'm sure it was there, but that is a seasonal item. And let me tell you what, if I saw that, I would have definitely purchased it. How is bacon seasonal? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a product. Uh, their cherry salsa is amazing. So if if you love salsa, you're going to love the cherry salsa. Yeah, it's the same thing. They have cherry teriyaki. Yes. Yes. Uh, ooh, ghost pepper. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Challenge. Ghost pepper sauce from them. Each take a tablespoon and see how long it will last. That sounds like a plan. <laughs> but that leads us right into yeah, kind of a nonchalant way of segueing into the Wise Watch 47mm smartwatch. Now, this little guy here, 30 bucks. Yeah, amazing. And it looks like an Apple Watch almost. Right here it says $19.99. So is it $30 with shipping? Yes. Okay. And with this one, it's actually waterproof, so you can actually go swimming with it. Okay. Grant, it's not like a normal Android wear that I used to have, but it does the important things, which is tell me if I'm having a heart attack or not from trying to go out and exercise. 
hey, 30 bucks, can't really pass it up, get all the notifications you want on it, and it links up with the Wise app, and pretty inexpensive and actually durable. I actually bought one. <laughs> so you bought one. That's great. So how is it working for you? Actually pretty good. It also does a uh, blood oxygen level. I didn't know other smartwatch I had that did that. Right, yeah, it says a drop in blood oxygen saturation can be a sign of serious health risks. A crystal glass casing and a pair of infrared LED clusters can measure it whenever you'd like, right on your wrist. So it's not constantly monitoring you, it's just when you want them to monitor you. Well, like, you can also set it to every five minutes, it'll take your blood, it'll take your heart rate and also the, the blood oxygen. You can actually set that as well to pop in at the same time. That's awesome. It does have a super big screen. It's 1.75 inches. It's lightweight aluminum alloy frame. Um, it's a fitness tracker. And it has a nine-day battery life. Yes, and I am testing that right now. I'm on day three. Still haven't charged this thing at all. <laughs> so was it easy to pair with your phone? Uh, yes. What What do the apps look like? Can you message from the phone? Basically, it's limited <laughs> on a lot of the features. And that's kind of how they managed to get away with having such a long battery life. Nothing really running in the background. Uh, but yeah, it's got pretty much your heart rate, blood oxygen level, weather, your data. Actually links with your Google Fit as well on your phone. So you keep track of that way, steps and all that. But like I said, it's a stripped down smartwatch. And you can do customized faces. Unfortunately, the drawback is you can only have three faces stored to the phone. And you're pretty much stuck with a lot of presets on those. But it's not Maverick. Hey, 30 bucks. Yeah, no, it's water resistant up to two meters. That's great. It also does sleep monitoring. Uh, it says rest easy and check your sleep duration, depth, and position when you're awake. Does menstrual health tracking. All right, that's good for the ladies. We do like to keep check on that. So it doesn't look like it does all the, like, if you get a text message, it doesn't display on it. It's it more. J- it does display text messages. It displays text messages. Same thing with Facebook Messenger and emails, which uh, for gaming trend. Yeah, this I've watched them blowing up the past two days with all of the E3 press releases. So, yeah, also like, okay, my my arm's having a seizure. Nope, nope, that's the emails. That's great. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, no, that's something definitely you can buy. And Father, Father's Day is right around the corner. Oh, yeah, make sure you keep them alive. Uh, but with these great buys uh, let's get into some crazy news let's head into some nani nani he-man yes he-man is back oh we have waited thank you Kevin Smith for bringing this to us and it's still kind of funny because with all the when the trailer came out for he-man Twitter went crazy they did as you know my husband is a huge He-Man fanatic. I don't think we know anyone personally that's a bigger fan. No. Uh, and Kevin Smith last year went to PowerCon, which is the He-Man exclusive convention that happens every year in California. Um, I actually tried to talk him into going that year, and we did not. So we missed Kevin Smith talking about this amazing TV show that he's revitalizing. The new trailer definitely gave me some nice Sailor Moon vibes. I don't know if that's what you picked up, but I love that moon shimmer transfiguring scene in the new trailer. Every time I get those animated trailers and all that, I was like, huh, who's the voice? And I hear Skeletor's laugh like, yep, that's Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Hamill, number one, 
an amazing actor. Superb. He is a phenomenal, phenomenal voice actor. He's been almost in everything worth mentioning, and we don't even realize it. His his talent is unrangeable. I mean, after a cataclysmic battle between He-Man and Skeletor, which is Mark Hamill, Antonia is fractured, and the Guardians of Grayskull are scattered. That's the official synopsis. Uh, and after decades of secrets tore them apart, it's up to Tila, who is Sarah Michelle Geller, to unite the broken band of heroes and solve the mystery of the missing sword of power in a race against time to restore Eternia and prevent the end of the universe. The voice cast also includes Lena Headey, uh, Liam Cunningham as Man of Arms, Alicia Silverstone, yes, as Queen Marlena, Justin Long as Roboto, Jason Mewes, <laughs> yes, as Stinkor, <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin Conroy as Merman, among mm. many others. I mean, bro, um, it's insane. Stars upon stars. <sighs> yes. Oh, but still, like how the trailer came out, it was like the perfect song they could put with it, too. Need a hero. Oh, my God. Don't even. I was dancing. Don't even. Oh, my God. It was. Oh, my God. First, I was like, is this a new rendition of it? But no, they like remastered the song to make it sound like amazing. Like it was the best. I, I don't know what they did to that song, but it sounded new as hell. And mm -hmm. it was amazing. Oh, it fit perfectly for everything in there. Now, I'm still amazed, though. Like, like I said earlier, with Twitter going crazy about it, then the uh, the the hate porn started flowing in on Twitter. The people that were all upset about how He Man with his muscles was overshadowing Shira. Like it was overshadowing the kid Shira show. Yes. Why? Why would it be overshadowing it? Um, there was a whole bunch of stuff on there that I really can't repeat on here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but, I mean, but th but they were just saying, like, this show should have waited later to come out, even though She-Ra's been out for, like, three or four years? Um, pretty much, they, they, a lot, there's a lot of comments on there about they should have done, like, how they did with She-Ra, but it's, like, it's He-Man. They went with the iconic look of all He-Man. They didn't want to change anything or anything like that. I mean, they're developed by two different people. Oh, I know. Right, but, like, so... Like I said, uh, just, just Twitter people being crazy. That's all it is. Yeah, no, okay, so... I like what they did with She-Ra. She-Ra, that show is for for little girls, for genderqueer people, for adult people. That's for everyone, okay? Like, that is for everyone. It's amazing how inclusive they are. I love it. Like, let that flag fly. I mean, yes. He-Man. I, th he I think this show is made for, like, number one, all the fans of He-Man from when they were little kids, mm -hmm. and then little boys. I mean, little boys like to see destructive stuff, and, like, the bad man, and the, the good guy. I mean, it's just that classic trope, but it also has a lot more depth where their parents can enjoy it with them. I think that you can like both. Like, there's no issue. Like, you guys, you can like two things. Like <laughs> Oh, I know. Like I said, like I said earlier, it was just Twitter being Twitter. I, I get it. I, I can understand why they would seem upset. They're like, hey, you were you went so forward with She-Ra. You kind of digressed with He-Man. I get it. But, I mean, the people and the directors and the makers of She-Ra have said that they have talked about branching out into the He-Man universe, you know, and bringing in other characters. So 
who knows? Later on in She-Ra, we could have He-Man, you know? Like, but that is She-Ra's show. They're two different entities. I know. It's like right now I'm going through some of the page here where it's uh, talking about the trailer and one of the tweets popped up here. It was like, oh my god, the trailer for the new Master of the Universe anime looks incredible. Kudos to that Kevin Smith and on the beautiful looking show you made my childhood look better. No, it's true. Um, I watched a lot of the original shows with my son. Uh, he loved it. Uh, he got into it because of my husband. And he's really excited. When She-Ra first came out, he was like, this is weird looking. Like, this is different. But then he got into it. And he's watched all the shows. But then now that this He-Man's coming out, he's like, what? Oh, my gosh. This is so cool. Because it reminds him of the old style He-Man show. Yes. Like I said, you can like both. I mean, if a little kid has no issue with it and he went from, oh, the new She-Ra looks weird to, wow, oh, my God, it was so good. Like, like, come on. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> yes, come on, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> our, our next article, the Russian version of Fallout, Atomic Heart, looks absolutely bonkers. Okay, number one, this robot on the front page looks like a robot from that kid TV show, Roly Poly Oly. Uh, I sent it to some of my family members and they're like, why is he, why is he shooting Roly Poly Oly's mom? And I'm like, oh my God, it looks like Roly Poly Oly's mom. Uh, but no, it's, it, they, they have like an, a minute, a minute trailer for the Xbox. And, uh, it looks a little crazy. Microsoft debuted the new trailer for Soviet-flavored open-world game, which is set in an alternate reality sometime in 1955, where technology like the internet, holograms, and robots have already been invented. In it, roughly one billion things happen, including wanton physics, levitation of robots, robot kung fu, Bioshock-style power usage, and a very rigid hologram man hovering? With a funny little helicopter pack. All these question marks. Atomic Heart does not have a release date yet. But when it does come out, it will be on the Xbox Game Pass and PC on day one. (laughs) Welcome to Soviet Russia. We have many nuclear weapons. We don't know where they all are. That's your first mission. Find them all. <laughs> uh, it definitely it definitely reminds me very much of Fallout. Uh, I did. I did get Bioshock vibes from that. I 100% agree. Uh, I didn't even think about it. I I get it. Like, it's, it's Bioshock. It's Fallout. It's Russian. Oh, God. Just looking at this thing, like, oh... Even this trailer alone, you got the guy carrying a club with a couple of saw blades bolted to it. Like, yep, this is Russia. Oh, yeah. No, this is something you definitely have to play just to be like, I played it. There are so many cool games coming out for E3. Uh, Like we mentioned earlier, we will be doing an E3 episode. Uh, It's probably going to be a little bit longer than 30 minutes. But uh, we'll talk about all the goodies that we've seen, goodies that we look forward to, all that mess. Uh, but that is it. That is our episode. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, you can follow me anywhere at The Raging Erica. And you can follow me everywhere at Dogfin Studios. You can follow, like, subscribe to the podcast anywhere where you listen to podcasts like iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. I mean, anywhere that there's stuff going on, we're going to be there, okay? And if you want to send an E-Man fan fiction to Erica, send it to podcast at GamingTrend.com. I would love that, actually. Like, <laughs> send me like, fanfics. This is something... Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Look 
catch you guys next week. <laughs>